Okay, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Daniel, Evan, Joe, and our special guest of the night, Steve, the Riffmaster from Greystag. Woo! Hey, How are you doing? I'm recovering. I'm getting there. I mean, you know, just a nice bit of Jameson to ease me back into real life. Yes. Getting more than four hours sleep a night. Drinking the rest of them. Yeah, so we'll yeah. probably dedicate most of the show to um, Bloodstock. But um, first of all, I want to give a shout out. My cow of Metal Church, who sadly passed away. Um, Jesus Christ, we lost the load in the last two months. Um, Joey Jordanson, one yeah, that you Jesus. can all acknowledge is probably, especially you, Daniel, as a drummer and Evan as well. Yeah, I was oh, obsessed with him yeah, going up. 100%. I had his mask, I had his signature snare drum, signature sticks obsessed he was my idol growing up so it was uh it was a tough one like you know really sad oh, yeah. yeah i think not not to like downplay any deaths or anything like that but was it 2020 where you were just getting like there was just oh, it was never ending. remember that yeah. and it's not this like you know i don't have a personal relationship with them so it's like when you hear of a death like that like i'm like fuck that sucks mm-hmm. But for some reason, like with Joey Jordan, I remember just kind of sitting, like I just sat back and I was like, fuck, you know, because he kind of disappeared a little bit. And I know he had his issues with, um, was it MS? It was a similar uh, disease to MS, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, like, that floored me. Like, I was like, Phew. I went back and like, as everyone else I'd say I did, but started listening to Slipknot again. And what the fuck, I watched that Roadrunner United documentary again the same night as well. And, Fucking yeah. legend, like. I mean, I met Mike Howe um, when Metal Church played Dublin and he was so fucking nice. Like, I mean, I've always been a fan of that band. And when he joined, I was just like, oh my God, here is a hero of mine sitting down, having a beer with me and just the nicest dude, like. Yeah, very stalking, wasn't it? Okay. And like mad as well, like that's Metal Church, two singers d- dead, you know, what we would call pretty young, like, you know, under the age of like 60 very much you know so yeah and then Jim Steinman and Johnny Salinger as well from Skid Row yeah and then Dusty Hill from uh, yeah. ZZ Top so and you know what was actually nuts uh, last month two members of Cinderella died on the same day in like totally unrelated I remember them they were a glam band weren't they in the 80s yeah. mm. that's fucked that's nuts Mm. There you go. And I've sent you all tracks to listen to. And the first band up are Visualist. And the track is The Search Relentless. It's off their WEP Sunrise in Black. So, quick background to the band. John Brown was the guy that emailed me. He's on guitars and vocals. And he started playing guitar at the age of 17. And he formed a band with Martin, his brother, Martin Brown, called Dying Freedom back in County Tip. Uh, they formed another band called Against the Grain in 2002, and they sold over 200 units of their self-titled debut, a three-track LP. And after a few years playing around South Ireland, they split up, and then he went on to form a rock covers band called Loose Cannons. I have to go through this because he told me the name that I had. So shout out to Dermot Boyle on vocals, guitars, Brian Carey on bass, and Paddy Patches, great nickname, on drums. So after four or five years, they split up and he went to Australia in 2009. So then he met Zoran, the bassist of Visualist, at a Paradise Lost concert in Sydney. 
and they formed the band then basically. So they were joined by Roman Ibarra on vocals and guitars and Finn McCule Ford on drums and vocals. They tried to establish themselves as um, a band in Sydney and in the Wollongong metal scene. Interesting. Jenny, have you heard of Wollongong before? Am I even pronouncing it right? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in December 2019, they started recording uh, their debut EP and it was recorded in New South Wales and mixed in Mexico City. But they aimed to release this EP in 2020, but due to the pandemic, we decided to push it back a whole year. So as I said, this song is called, yeah, The Search Relentless, here we go.
Okay, as I said, that was Visualist and the search Relentless. I'll throw it over to you first, Joe. What did you think of it? Um, production was definitely kind of very, it sounded quite organic, you know? Um, hmm. Like, I don't think there would have been, Evan will probably chime in on this. It, it didn't sound like it was like sort of very over-triggered drums or whatever. It kind of actually sounded sort of very, very real. Um, it's probably not really sort Bang of... machine head office. Wee bit, um, definitely very commercial sound in places, you know, um, like that. I think they're like setting their sights on sort of very big, big things, you know. Um, yeah, like the riffing and the the songwriting and stuff sounded pretty tight on it. I, I think with that sort of thing, it's very hard vocally, you know, because, um, you know, the course or like trying to have a different voice in the course and go in a different direction, it's gonna. I guess like a lot of metal music is kind of either people love it or hate it. You know, it's the sort of thing you'll go, uh, this isn't for me or, oh, I now think this is catchy. So I'm going to fall into the former character yeah. uh, category. What did you think of um, the bass breaking up the solo? Um, <laughs> all right. Um, it, it wasn't really for me, man, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, I, I think the, the thing that stood out for me the most was that it seemed really like home homegrown kind of stuff like you know where these guys have probably done it themselves in the in their gaffs or whatever and more part of them for doing it because as we usually talk about doing these kind of demos a lot of the stuff can sound quite identical especially in the drum department so it's nice to hear something kind of different you know okay if uh, i'd actually i'd agree with uh joan a lot of that like it was um it's one of those things that you could tell things weren't programmed and there was a there was a human feel mm. to it um Sound wise, it's definitely like very early 2000s Kerrang kind of thing. Like, people like there's definitely kids now, if they still hang outside shopping centers, that would listen to that and just be like, they uh, they absolutely love it. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of like, again, a much kind of younger crowd. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, it, it wouldn't be for me. Um, I do think there's a lot of potential in their actual actual songwriting, but it's a little bit, I don't want to say like it's immature or anything, but it's just, there's definitely like a, a teenage kind of vibe to it. Um, mm. It wouldn't be for me, but I can, I like, you know, f- fair play to them for what they're, for what they're doing. They can play yes. their instruments. It's good musicianship like, there. You know, and yeah. that's, <clears throat> that's the thing. Like it's not, they they can definitely play, um, and I think like over the years it'll be one of those things that they'll start writing really really solid tracks. But the fact that they are doing it or organically, um, that's that's great to hear. Do you know, Steve as a guitarist. Um, yeah, well the main thing actually I loved in that was that walking kind of widdly guitar riff. When I first heard mm. that, it instantly reminded me of like some sort of Mars Volta Fall of Troy kind of stuff, which I'm very into, but. The main thing I didn't like, and as Joe said, just wasn't for me, was the vocals. I don't know if they fit for me. And again, I'm just not into that maybe style, or maybe they weren't mixed quite as well as they should be, but they felt like nearly an afterthought from the actual track. Um, I actually really like that solo bit that you're saying where it breaks up between the the bass and the... Bass and the... And and yeah. She's giving in her opinions too. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that. it up, please, just to confirm that it is a cat. <laughs> 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 that you're stroking. <laughs> uh, yeah, but musically brilliant, but overall just not quite my cup of tea. Mm, early days yet for the lads, Daniel. 
yeah, I'd agree with um with, with the lads. Like, wouldn't be really for me, but and the vocals wouldn't be for me. But uh, I don't know. Maybe Evan, is there kind of a resurgence in this type of a stuff again? Um, I know you said it's kind of already kind of two thousands grand. I think I I don't know. Are you seeing a bit of that coming back, or I know we've seen a few new metal well, tracks as well. But... Yeah, but I think there's a different side to the resurgence on that. Like bands like uh, Graphic Nature and Vane have that early 2000s thing but it's I think this is more of an early 2000s trivium thing that I just wasn't into at mm. all like yeah. yeah okay um look they have potential we'll all agree on that um as I said it's only their uh, debut EPs shout out okay. to John for getting yeah. in touch with me cool okay we'll move on to Sumner Circle uh the track is called Of Black Horizons and it's off Chaos Vector which is released on the twenty, which is to be released actually on the twenty seventh of August. It's an interesting story behind this. The album was conceived over two years ago, but the global turmoil slowed down its creation. What's new there? Now that it is ready for release, the band couldn't be happier with how it turned out. They are eager to share with fans their love of storytelling and cosmic horror in the concept album that vocalist Blind has been percolating since their formation in two thousand and fifteen. Percolating. They say that they. Percolating, yeah, interesting. They say that they have scratched every... His name is Blake. Yeah, oh, I'll give you the names now in the minute, Rax. <laughs> they have oh, scratched every creative itch with this record and hope fans will get the same satisfaction from it. Dark and Haunting, Sumner's Circle is recommended for fans of Demi Burger, as we call them, Behemoth and Immortal. Um, of Black Horizons is the first full song on the album. It opens with a fast and aggressive kick in the jaw and maintains that energy throughout. Lyrically, the song is a warning of impending doom. And the members uh, the members are Invictus on drums, Yacht on bass, Hex on keyboards, Blind League vocals, Gog the guitar, Azra guitar. And can any of you guess where they're from? It's Finland. Um, sure. I'm going to go with uh, Denmark. Why not? Carlos. Knoxville in Tennessee. <laughs> oh, was my that was the next guess. Okay, we'll give it a spin here and see what you think. Yeah, I was surprised myself, man. They definitely have that uh, Norwegian sound.
Yes, that was Sumner Circle and the track is Of Black Horizons. I thought the riff right through that is glass. Uh, okay, Steve, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I quite like this. I, I don't listen to much black metal, but I do like this kind of rockier style, like the Burgers and um, Satyricon, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, really mm. good. And I'd always appreciate those bands who like fully lean into a shtick, like writing their own short novella about it. You know, you I said black metal is one of those things that you need to commit to. So, you know, fair play to the lads, but I'll definitely be checking out the rest of the album. Yeah, you would be interested in checking out the rest of it. I was um, surprised I, I liked it so much. Um, Ev? Yeah, I actually I, I actually really like this. Um, vocally, don't like it, but that's a stylistic yeah. thing for me. But again, very proficient players, good songwriters, that um, kind of half-timey section with the double kicks, great like that's i could actually i was only thinking like i could imagine that in like a, as a gray stag section um but it yeah they're actually like i'd love this i would really like to see that live um again i think if someone some kind of that black metal thing will always have something for me that i'm not mm. sure about <laughs> but that style of vocal wouldn't be for me but as like as a whole it wasn't actually too actually, painful that vocal no, it, that's but that's yeah. It it wasn't like it. It all uh, fits together. Like it is. It was very good. I'd like to hear um, some more from them now. Very very proficient in what they're doing. Like it's not um, it's not fucking baby Disney shit. They're running <laughs> Mickey Mouse know? band. Not a fucking Mickey Mouse yoke here at all. Like these boys are blind. Knows what he's and up yeah. to. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, black metal, something that I'm kind of um, it's growing on me. Um, it's it's nice to hear a black metal song that doesn't sound like it's recorded through a sock as well. Um, mm. So there's that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it, I, I wouldn't have expected them to be from Tennessee, but that that's really cool. Um, it is really cool, yeah. Fair it play. is really cool, fair play. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely be checking out more of them as well. Joseph? Yeah, it sounded a bit like... Um... You know, like Testament during their sort of really heavy period yes. in the 90s, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Or like just Good comparison, very, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, even the more recent stuff that, um, uh, what's his face, from Dark Angel type drumming, you know, it's, it, it, there's a very Gene Holden. Yeah, Gene Holden y kind of buzz around. I think the thing I find really confusing about this is that, like, if it was a Bobby Blitz type guy singing on this, it would just be some sort of thrash or whatever, wouldn't it? Yeah, or like be, you know, yeah. so it's like black metal. Is it just mean that the singer is going? Bleh. Well, they all wear face paint and yeah. stuff as well. Like, so it's an I image it's as well. The style, image style, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the thing I think was kind of weird, and I always find that with these bands is like the keyboards. You know, so it's like <laughs> I think you know if it's like super Same, evil, like, yeah. gothicy keyboard cathedral type stuff, it kind of works. And then the rest of the time, it just kind of sounds like some fucking mental band from Italy or whatever. You know. But, um, Your vision. <laughs> yeah, like musically, it sounded very yeah. boneheady, metally crunchy kind of stuff, you know. Um, but I mean that in a good way. So, like, are you struggling to find the black metal in it? Well, I think it's just like it's the same as like black and roll, you know. It's like I if, think so. Yeah, dude, I get like, confused. Like Lemmy, oh, then well. it's like rock music. But if the dude is going, Bleh, then it's not. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so diluted down, this black metal thing, is the fact that we're starting to like it a lot more than, as Danielle said, than it being fucking produced through a sock, you know? 
yeah, I think this is like black metal, almost thrash. It's <laughs> blash, 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 blash metal. Blash like, yeah, yeah. No, that's like thrash. blash. Did you listen to that blash stuff, do you? The blash beach and stuff and the blash metal, is it? Yeah, Blash is sick. Yeah, fair play to them. There was some incredibly unsick uh, Tom sampling going on, though. There was proper like dig 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 <laughs> kind of stuff. The faster ones, yeah. Either that or your man has the most fucking incredibly heavy velocity, perfect Black. every time could hands. He could, man, he um, could. Yeah, and that, that seems to be the thing with bla- uh, Black Metal. Like, you know, in the underground stuff, people want it to sound like a Sodom demo. And, you know, as you were saying, Danielle, it's like... I think modern bands doing modern production and stuff, it seems to be a lot more, a lot cleaner sound, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to record black metal with a white sock, though. <laughs> Steve, are you um, a black metal fan or? Not really, no. Flash. Yeah, Flash. But no. Uh, no, Matt is big into black metal and he's been getting me into it. It's like, so mm. I wouldn't have been a big behemoth fan and he brought me to them. But no, people who are black metal purists say, oh, they're not really black metal. They're black, yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wolves in the Throne Room supported them, it's one of his favorite bands in there. I got into them a bit, so I'm dipping my toes in, you know. I don't know if I'll fully commit, Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually the very same, yeah, Yeah. very same. I think the more watered down it is, the more appealing it is to us, um, especially with the vocals, anyway. Fucking hell, yeah, put a big coke advert in the middle (laughs) and we listen to it. Okay, so the next band, um, is Words That Burn, and this is Den of Lines. This is off their yet-to-be-titled new album. Uh, it's produced by Josh Schroeder. King810, the producer. Oh, deadly. Danielle. I love them, yeah. King810, yeah. King810, yeah. King810. He produced Yes, it. he did, yeah. And it's supposed to be released in 2022. So this song is, as I said, then of I see you Just give it to me 
So that is Dublin's Words That Burn, Den of Lions. Shout out to Ronnie, Jor, Shane and Jason. Daniel? I really think? enjoyed that. I thought it was mm. really, really cool. Um, again, it's going back to that whole resurgence of stuff. Like that's, it sounds like a more advanced something of uh, that you would have heard in Kerrang! before. It sounds like more interesting. Um, and yeah, I definitely want to hear more of that. Um, it's really well produced. Um, so yeah, that's it's it's really exciting. Um, yeah, I, I I was going to say this, I, I was going to say it sounds like something my mother would love, and that's a compliment. My man, I, I think my mom would be like that. <laughs> so I'm going to call mom afterwards and be like, "Mom, you should listen to words that burn." Did you catch them over in Bloodstock? <laughs> no, I missed them. Um, okay. I think I was chatting to somebody um, to some other band while they were on security guy probably. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no. It's not mine. It's not mine. Um, the, the thing I took away from that as well was the singer uh, yeah. Ronnie's performance. Wow. What a fucking performance on that, and really nice contrast between the heaviness and the melody as well. Um, Ev, uh, yeah, like it sounds like to me if they let Wes Borland remake The Crow star in it and do the soundtrack at the same time. It's very uh, specific. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it has that kind of Blacklight Burns uh, sound. Like it's very, very well produced. I can see it on um, Sirius X, whatever the fuck the radio is. You can station. see it doing very commercially well, yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. Like definitely. Like it's very catchy, very well written. Um, the breakdown thing that we just got at the end of is mm-hmm. really cool. But, like I can see Words That Burn being one of those bands that will start to like teeter on the the main the words mainstream main stage well they could get in the main stage as well but like you know it has the potential to do that like liquid fm serious xf byg fm that kind of thing like i think that's the kind of um pr wise that's the kind of thing that would suit them very well like i think that sound would um they do very well over in America, yeah, they come across really professional and, you know, it's, you know, it's a credit to them. They're always, anything they release, it's always really well produced. And, um, you know, they're a serious, serious band, in fairness. Um, Steve? Yeah. Like, I can imagine a guy called Insane Cyrus on the, introducing them <laughs> on a radio station. You know nope. I mean? Next. Steve? Uh- <laughs> Yeah, this is insane, Cyrus, and up next. But uh, this station sounds great. What's going to start it? But I th- I'm pretty sure the lads are from Dundalk, aren't they? Are loud? Are they? Yeah, they okay. Are. Uh, sorry, my apologies. No, it's all right. Great style. Get painted that um, Dublin brush as well, <laughs> even though we're majority, mostly from Wicklow, and then a bit from Monaghan. Should people thought you're from Cork as well. We're spreading. We're just too big, but. Yeah, the lads so are bad. super professional. Um, so we got them live, me and, uh, me and Matt, uh, at Bloodstock, and they played this one live. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's what does that sound like? Heavy and just so mm. good. Like they're so professional, all of them. Yeah, it's just so heavy. And Roni's voice as well holds up live too. He's just like, cool. That's the main test. And like, I will say that, like, this isn't something is that I would listen to, especially the light vocal style. Like, but hearing it live, it's just. That's where I think it shines for me, you know. Yeah. It's interesting. Mate, what was the crowd like, uh, Steve? For them, was there much interest in them over? Oh, there was. Yeah, they were. They were on early enough as well. Like it was a tough slot, twelve. But like yeah. by the end of it, it started to fill up pretty nicely for them. Mm. But um, yeah, okay, guys. Thumbs up, uh, Joe. Yeah, <clears throat> um, like 
again, just goes to show having a having a good singer, it can just do the entire cell really, can't it? Like you know, um, I thought though, like a lot, the song itself kind of reminded me of something like from the nineties. Like there was a bit of a Manson yeah. buzz about it, and like I think it like it sounded like a lot of the songwriting influences were outside of metal, you know. Um, so I really like that. Probably not my uh, cup of tea. Um, like totally musically. Won't get down from there, you get. Sorry, I'm shouting at the cat. Um, They're shouting at me. Stop that, you young man, rolling cigarettes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, see, the thing is, I, I think the big problem for a lot of bands doing this is it's mass appeal music, like, you know? It really is, like, for, like, like everything about this screams doing really, really well on, you know, on the internet or, you know, breaking America and it's kind of it's hard to get into that place you know if you're playing punk music or death metal there's an obvious like way to get your band to be bigger whenever you're doing something like this it's really so, some of it is relying on having the right PR man here in the band or you know getting the right break you know but like man props to being from Dundalk that's around the corner for me and for years they were going on about how the fucking cores were the only band so hopefully these guys make it big and then replace the cores or something <laughs> Hopefully they get to support the cores now in 10 years. Ah, the cores, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or to the second last one. I'm going to say it, the last one, obviously, for our guest. Uh, so this is Ruined Family Vacation. And uh, Eat Me When I Die is the name of the song. And it's off an EP called Volume One. So uh, Ed sent me on the details about the band. They're a unique take on the post-rock genre. Ruined Family Vacation formed in late 2020 from the ashes of a previous project called Eden Isle. Taking influence from acts such as Tool, Deftones, Queen, Battles, Porcupine Tree and Muse, the band quickly put together a set that would challenge their musical skills and the existing tropes of the rock genre. From start to finish, the tracks keep the listener guessing where each song will go next. That is so true. I've listened to the EP a few times with twists and turns that will have you questioning the term genre as well as the band Sanity. So it was released in August the 8th. All tracks are written and recorded and produced by Shane Burke, Anthony Lawyer, Carol Barrett and Ed Ed Blungeon. So they are actually in the market for a singer. So if you're listening to the show, uh, get in contact with Ed. I'll do it. Not at the moment with your voice, Danielle, but uh, your alcohol addiction. <laughs> too real, Evan, too real. <laughs> okay, so here well, we go. This is Room Family Vacation.
I seriously love that. You know, it, that could easily be off a sitcom in the 80s, Joe. You know, one of like Frasier, one of those, that solo there in the middle. Um, Frasier sitting in his jocks playing guitar. <laughs> I was like, literally thinking that when I was playing this. It reminded me of, you know, when you're a kid and you're watching RT on a Sunday, you're just bored and you flick on something and it's just this like happy days yeah, comes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. knowing the lads yeah. can't wait for this to be on real it's in the years it's completely deliberate as well like there's definitely tongue and cheek oh, going yeah. on there uh, Joe what do you think not bad. like originally I didn't know they were looking for singers so I was like listening to it being like instrumental rock right okay and it kind of sounded like you know the first riffs like fucking Slayer riff with piano on it or whatever <laughs> But then, like, it actually started sounding a bit more like Blue Oyster Cult or something like that. And but by the time they're like, you know, whenever you were telling me they're looking for a singer, I was listening to the rest of it. I was like, actually, this sounds exactly like Journey. Yeah, it does. I've Journey down here, man. That's solo. Yeah, yeah. You need to get like a Journey type singer for this band, like, you know, or fucking Nathan Carter. Ask Nathan <laughs> Carter if he's free and get him to <laughs> belt out the tunes, like, you know. But yeah, like, I think that like loads and loads of room for. It's kind of so hard, isn't it? It's something like Faith No More, where something can sound incredibly commercial and tuneful, but like it just, you know, can take a dive in the de- next uh, second. So just don't get a black metal singer, guys. And, you know, I've got yeah. Faith No More and Journey Down, Joe. Spot on, man. <laughs> no upset. <laughs> okay, Daniel. Yeah, it, it's they're, they're definitely right when you when they said that you don't know what, what's going to happen next. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to see what kind of a singer they pick. Um, I, I don't I don't know what kind of vocals I put mm. over that. Um, Operatic. Of course. Yeah. Um, definitely interested to hear the rest of the EP. Um, but the, it, there's great musicians there is, in there yeah. and there's, there's, there's a lot going on there. Like, you know. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't decide which track to give you in the end. I just went with this one. Uh, yeah. it was, it's probably a bit more heavier than the other ones. But again, it's just, there's so much going on in every song. It's just like, what the hell? But you can definitely see that they do need a singer for this, but it might have been just pure frustration going, let's just get it out there. Um, Ev? Yeah. That actually, to be honest, it was because um, I was actually talking to Ed in uh, Blackpool over the weekend. Um, and I, I was telling him that I was listening to it. And like anything that Ed puts his hands on the only way to describe the sound and the arrangement and everything is just spastic <laughs> <laughs> and i mean that in like the best way possible there's such like a mr bungle uh like kind of tomahawk vibe to some parts of it and it's like what i love about anything that ed puts his hands on is that like yeah we're gonna put a big fucking journey kind of solo into it and then have like like i I always get such enjoyment, but with um, stuff that Ed not do puts out, vocals like, for the Magnetina. He does, yeah, and I don't know if I should be saying this, but at the same time, but like I think at their the way, like they are looking for a vocalist, but um, I think it's one of those things that between them all, they can do vocals. It they're not going to be stuck in a situation where they have they put this out and it's just like oh yeah five years down the line they're still talking about getting a vocalist like i think they're going to move forward with vocals mm-hmm. themselves yep. if they can get a vocalist unreal and a testament to them as well because you could be forever trying to find the perfect vocalist when between them all they can do it and i think when you're in a band like this writing those kind of songs it's not only getting someone that's going to fit the sound but someone that's going to be able to write like that mm-hmm. as well because yep. 
again, I to be honest, Richie, I completely understand about um what song to pick. Like when you sent the um when you sent the email, I was like, oh, what song is he going to pick from this? Because it, you really do have to yeah. listen to it as a yeah. full full piece, and it's excellent. Like it's it's such a a weird journey. Like there's some parts that I'm like, is this like is this the same band that was on? Like I just played 20 seconds ago. Like I'd kind of like, if I'm in, listening to it while doing something, I'm like, Oh fuck's sake. I'm after going on to Spotify or something's after or band camps after going on to some weird thing. You're like, Oh no, Send no, them. it's, it's 20 seconds into the same song. I was listening to Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very interested to see what the lads do. Could um, possibly be uh, uh, a female vocalist. Maybe that'd be interesting. It, it could be a three-headed dog, mm. like to be honest. <laughs> the lad, it'll it'll be something anyway. You know, it'll definitely be something. Steve, uh, yeah, like I think when you said "Fate No More" and about, I didn't know they're looking for a vocalist, but yeah, you definitely need someone. I think like Mike Patton, because these are the ones that I actually yeah, once I heard attitude. this, I did go and listen. I got through half of the EP today. While I was doing other stuff, and it is there is some nice different stuff, but you can tell that you know they're they're doing it for you know, their own reasons. Because that part in like the 80s team tune music, I just think, listened to it last night before reading their bio, I was like, oh, why'd you ruin the song? Like there's amazing riffs in there. Uh, but I, I know what the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. their purpose, what they're trying to do. And I, I'm really interested to see what kind of vocalists they do get to pull that all together. But the riffs themselves really cool, especially when they keep evolving and there's different guitar layers being added over that kind of do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And it just... Uh, good musicianship as well. I like the name as well, Room Family Vacation. Um, they can have fun yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay, uh, on to the last track of the night. Um, oh, uh, yeah, sure. It's uh, Grace Stag, The Adversary. <laughs> Yeah. 
simply ridiculous. <laughs> Just like sweep aside the rest of them there. Uh, over to you, Daniel. Uh, sure. You don't even have to ask me what I thought of it. Like, you know, uh, Steve uh, actually... We're Steve, asking you. <laughs> oh, I thought it was fucking incredible. Um, Steve sent it to me, it was about two weeks ago, and uh, I went into my housemate there and was like, got the new great stag track, and she was like, and I was like... Just like, she's like, is that good? I was like, fucking class. And it's, it's straight in, no kissing, Steve, like I was saying, it's unreal. Um, it went down really well. As, That's what Daniel, Daniel's yeah. looking for that, right? <laughs> Thanks, Evan. I'm a married woman. <laughs> yeah, Pete. <laughs> I know Pete. <laughs> but, uh, Pete will give up the ghost probably. Yeah. On one occasion. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pete loves Pete Come loves on the <laughs> one of these days he's actually in that bag up there <laughs> but um do you know what government. I just realised for people that don't know that story we actually are just being like Pete just admit you're gay like <laughs> 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 it's like all this time, no one's got what we're yeah, actually talking about. Yeah, that's my first edit of the night. Anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Anyway, did you see it live, Danielle? That is the question. I did, yeah. I seen it at Budstock. And, and it, what's it like? It live? was fast live. It was unreal. Um, mm. It's got it's that pure, vibe off it, But it's it? got that pure like, like it, 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 it's just got that whole thing to get the crowd. Yeah. Rolling rhythm. Crowd like... going. Um, and mm. yeah, it's... The whole session was just like a punch in the face. It was class. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Joseph? Yeah, very, very, very punchy. Extremely. Was it a, Was it produced in Ireland, man? Or where, where did you make it? Because the, the, like the Sonics. Aidan Cunningham. Yeah, so we recorded our usual place, uh, Mick, in yep. track mix. And then Aidan Cunningham mixed and mastered. Because uh, whoever he's worked with before just sounded massive. So. Uh, Brilliant. And he's really like, brought And, you know, Again, like we've talked about track max before, and this is so class that bands don't have to go to England, you know, anymore to do, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of production. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a testimony and fair play to you guys too. Really, really, really stomping bass and, and guitar sounds and stuff. Like personally for me, I, I think the vocals c- can be a wee bit too Americanized sometimes, but I think that's part of, it's kind of like, you know, every genre that you talk about, like if it's black metal, it's hard to get, you know, your your local dialect or what your voice sounds like to come through and that. And I think it can kind of be the same in some, like I wouldn't really describe that as like stoner or fucking sludgy, but sometimes whenever you think of that Louisiana drawl, like you can hear that in the in the music or in the vocals, you know. Interesting. Uh, yeah, again, yeah, I know vocals are, you know, everyone has their own preferences. But yeah, Matt, Matt did start like, so he's a big down Pantera fan. So maybe, yeah, yep. hearing a bit of that in it. Mm. F. <clears throat> But it sounds killer. Yeah, I think like um, when I when I heard it as well, it was like one of the first things that I pictured was like you getting in the studio and like, you know, everyone opens out their like guitar, um, you know, opens up their cases and then Matt has this tiny little case. Well, not like, well, it's, it'd be fair to him. It's like, we'll say it's that big and he opens it out and it's like an extra pair of testicles Please. that he just like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, but he, put, he puts his testicles in it and goes like, Oh yeah, I'll just do another take there and slaps him on. He's like, <laughs> like the he's the power behind his vocals. I've always, always like properly kept me in. Um, another thing that I love about Grace Stag and it just doesn't stop is just it's just fucking groovy. Like you can really hear that southern um, 
southern vibe to it. You know what I mean? Like that. Um, that re- yeah, like a fucking. You need that bottle of whiskey with it. You know what I mean? Like it. It sounds absolutely gas. Absolutely savage job. Knows how to yeah. lock in. Aiden Cunningham on the old wiki wiki faders, like as usual, nailing it. Like you know, yeah, fantastic man. That proud as fuck as you like. You know, of you as proud. I'm as proud of ye as ye are of ye. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we might as well talk about it now, Steve. What was the gig like over in Bloodstock? Oh god, yeah, yeah, gig was amazing. Mm. Um, I Danielle managed to. We just came in the gig as well, straight in, no kissing. Our first song. And they introduced us. We just hit a drone out. Matt said. We're a great stag. And then we played our song Skyburner. Mm-hmm. And then Banger. bang into the next four songs. No talking in between, just drone, quick tune. And then Matt just introduced this last song, said thanks. And it was just, you know, I wish it could last longer. It went by so quickly, but the crowd were just like so receptive. I've got our Irish crowd up the front with Danielle and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But like just playing like the riffs that we have and seeing everyone just kind of do that unison, you know, ours isn't one where you do circle pits or mosh pits, but just seeing that unison going forward <laughs> and backward like that, it's just like, Whoa. yeah, yeah, proper chicken yeah, head yeah. shit, like, <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely, their head button, their fucking knees, that's what we like. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you much dilemma over what tracks to play? Not really, like, we always want to fit the actual song, The Boats, in there, but that's 12 minutes, so it takes up like it's half a 30 minute set, yeah. So, we have our set down mm. really like. Every time you went into the practice space, you know, I'm sure you guys know as well, like put on a, when you have this, put on a timer, see how much it is. And our, for the longest time, it was coming in at like 29 minutes, 15 seconds. It's like, lads, we don't have much time to fuck things up. Like, cause we have a 30 minute set. And we did see one other band in the New Blood stage where like they were just fading out and they just got cut off and because they went over a bit and they just started playing like the backing music. But luckily went off without a hitch. We just kept practicing and practicing. Yeah, it's a testament to you, man. You're fucking, you're hard working. Yeah, like you're, um, and I'll, like I can say this about a lot of bands, but they're not here, so whatever. But I've noticed is that like you're very, even like, you know, a big thing for me is your attitude is fucking good. Like it really, really, you're very, um, you're part of a scene, yeah. you're helping a scene, and you're representing a scene. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. Which for me is, is a huge deal. Oh, exactly. Like, you know? I know you guys were talking about it in one Metal Cell forum before. And I've been like, we were watching all the new blood videos that they had from the previous years. And it's like, why is this lad wearing a Metallica t shirt? Like, why is he not wearing his local band t shirt? Like, so we only wore yeah, shit yeah. like that. I was wearing a worn out t shirt all Friday. Yeah. I yeah. saw that, man. And you made it, you made your fucking muscles yeah. look way that's, bigger. That's actually well, the one you convinced me to buy because you only had a small left. And that I was like, oh, I fit in the medium. So, oh, you'll fit into it. You look great in that. Yeah, he literally, like, he bought the t shirt and he burst <laughs> out of it. So he cut the sides yeah, down exactly. here. Be- but when he takes it off, he's not as hefty no, looking. Just like, not. It really just squeezes me in. It's got that corset thing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the I corset cut, I cut that one there, too yeah. thin, so like the nipples was constantly popping out. It's just really awkward. Love it, mate. Daniel, you made it. a great That's point we as well because I had the benefit of listening to your interview with the lads on, on site in Bloodstock and you said as well they always use great Irish artists as well to promote their merch. Yeah. yeah. Like Steve, didn't you? Oh, sorry, no. sorry, Daniel. Oh no, sorry. no, I was just going to say yeah. her research, man. Yeah, no, I was just going to say like yeah, sorry, with them um, new track, you used um, Kieran Coughlin for for that, um, and, it, and it's just great that you like some people just stick to the same artists, but you seem to use different ones for everything, and and you got so much merch as well. It's just such a great platform for even Irish artists to to get recognised as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We all I love 
love yeah. using them. Like, um, like we're already talking to, like when we had the Kieran one done, actually, mm-hmm. it was like before Christmas last year because we were hoping to get into the studio before that, but I was moving house around Christmas time. We just didn't. And then, you know, sure shit didn't open up till after May. So we were sitting on that for ages, just waiting for it to get out. So very happy that people appreciate it. And the pre-orders were, they're amazing. Um, I actually, I don't have one here. They're all in, I left them in the car because I didn't feel like carrying anything. I left my blood stuck. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but <laughs> it's Sarah from Press who did it and the colours just are amazing. So, so popular. Yeah, and you did yeah. something unique as well insofar as that. Did you avoid um, VAT and import tax by just collecting them over there? Yeah, but we have to cut mm-hmm. that because... No, we're a- not. No, we're not. I deliberately <laughs> put it in there now. <laughs> Do you see how much he had to fucking pay? That, like, yeah. Jesus Christ. I said that to sake. two bands, just fucking, if you're playing Bloodstock, go over there and get your T-shirts and collect them and bring them back. Yeah. You weren't stopped, like we, in other yeah. words. No, we or wear them all. <laughs> do a Joey on it. Uh, that's just yeah. Good, uh, good place in uh, Leeds that does that in uh, Temple of Boom. The rehearsal rooms there. They have a big printing facility, and they'll deliver merch to anywhere you want, really, like a, within reason in the north. So that's actually that's very nice. good to know. Yeah, we could, had the option to get delivered on site, but we said like Sarah's house. She's like middle of Wales. I was just going to say like maybe an extra forty minutes on the way over. So we said, ah, fuck it, we'll cut through. No, bump shoulders. For the quality, forty minutes. Exactly. Nah. Yeah. So Matt was driving, so it's great. Yeah. 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 Fuck him, like. <laughs> That's what he gets for having a license. <laughs> and of course, he played then um, a few weeks before that as a warm up for the Cork um, Cypress Avenue gig. I know that was strange insofar as you're playing it to basically uh, like three or four people, um, but it was a nice warm up in one way for Bloodstock. Thankful that like Khan asked us to do that because mm-hmm. we picked up so many little things that we weren't picking up in the practice room. Okay, to fix for the proper stage, like something small on my on my side for that was like my noise gate because the amps on stage are all mic'd up. I don't have it as loud, so my guitar wasn't droning out as much as I like. And I was like, "Fuck, I can't let that happen when I get onto Bloodstock." Just little things like that that you pick up and you know setting up other gear. I don't think you could have had something yeah. more perfect for you in that case to play on such a good stage with great sound. The team there are oh, great, amazing. So, yeah. uh, Darren and everyone like absolutely oh, yeah. unreal. so professional. So, but uh, that actually that were I'd say that really really helped oh, you. Definitely, like. yeah. No, the lads are all perfect, but it, it was so weird because my usual thing is you know you put the foot up on the monitor, have a look out at the crowd. Sometimes you do the arms up. Like Bloodstock crowd love that. They love it beckoning. <laughs> but when you do that. <laughs> At the monolith thing, you're like, it's just like a long sound check, but you have to perform like it's an actual gig. It's a, it's a, it's a weird <laughs> yeah, feeling, yeah. but yeah, we're really happy with it. And all the bands that played that weekend, like I picked up the Parthalon vinyl and t-shirt after seeing them lads. Uh, did you, you weren't there for them though? No. No, we didn't see them. We we're just watching all the streams. Mm. Imagine just to get the full thing, you set up a merch thing and you sell <laughs> one to yourself. Like just, I'm doing this. I don't Frost care. This. It's part of the fucking, it's part of the setup thing. Like we're doing it. Yeah. We'll be, yeah. I would love if someone at, at one of the streams was like, we'll be down by the merch at the end. If you want to talk to us. <laughs> so how hard then Evan and Joe was it like to see the success of Bloodstock and just to know your bands are just chomping at the bit to play live. Comfy. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like I, I do love playing festivals and stuff. And like one of the things about metal fest, especially camping, like if you go to a lot of other festivals, 
end up getting woken up at like five in the morning by rave music and stuff. So it is nice kind of having that sort of um, atmos and stuff like that. But um, like Gambom are super busy doing her own stuff and like as she's probably no way of a beef with bloodstock so we're no we're probably happy enough really we didn't know that not being I'm there you know that. but uh first uh first gig back for us is yeah. damnation fest in november so yeah our yeah. peak destroyer playing that um, oh, all the american oh, bands pulled out oh, I did so it's like peak destroyer but they got like carcass yeah and carcass. So carcass. Yeah. Yeah. i know conan are you know, playing so we've seen them at bloodstock amazing yeah our class their riffs are like fucking yeah. 20 minutes yeah. and just... again conan I, I wouldn't probably listen to them at home but they're a live band that we can feel those they're low vibrations savage. i mean crowd surfing for them yeah. and uh <clears throat> <for> <laughs> and uh Martin, Colleen, no. when, when crowd surfing and someone <laughs> dropped me yeah. and i landed my head in somebody else's head so that poor that I'll poor person head head. And who is it because i was like <laughs> but imagine just standing there and Mm, yeah, it made you smarter. It's uh, like <laughs> I can see color again. <laughs> mean sound, sound. And then someone else there hit you, and you're like, "Oh, Daniel, <laughs> when did you get to Bloodstock? What day did you arrive?" I arrived on the Wednesday, so yeah, Wednesday, <laughs> yeah, Wednesday to the Monday. So um, okay, yeah. What was the initial vibes going in? Were you just anxious, or were you just like overwhelmed? Like, did you cry? Did you just kiss the ground and delight? Or what happened? My hands and were my it. hands were hanging off of me from walking in with all my drink, so it was more of a sense of relief of thank Christ, my hand. I so um, I'd usually get the bus. God, I even miss that in a festival. Like, so with drinks, like I got, I got like. What was it? What was your carryout? Actually, tell us, tell us what the carryout for the weekend was. Uh, one point one one liter bottle of vodka, seven cl of vodka, and a load of white claw drinks, um, cans, um, but. Yep. That was. But it, I was drinking lots of other stuff as well inside there. <laughs> <laughs> That was for the bus, but like, what did you have when you got there? It's hard seltzer. It's basically a white woman drink. So low calories, like. Yeah, you're not really getting. It tastes tastes nice. It's hard seltzer. It's easy to start with. It's easy to wake up in the morning and have one. It's like trying to start. There was no one. Trying to start fighting you. There was, don't, uh, don't hurt me, weird what? man. Jesus Christ. Evan, leave her speak. I'm trying to figure out what she's drinking. Jesus. There's a bus that usually drops you right outside the entrance, and I always get that shuttle bus. But we got a taxi this time and it drops in the car park, which is probably about another two kilometers of a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to it get is, um yeah. I tried to get one of those cheap trolley things to throw all my stuff up on my drink and that and, and trolley all of my drink and food in that way. Couldn't find one. So I ended up buying like a linen basket in Tesco. So I was walking <laughs> through through basket. the car park with a big linen basket, trying to trudge it along. Sometimes it would be up on my shoulder. Like a soccer mom. Yeah, or like I, <laughs> and I was going through and people were like looking at me and I was like, sorry, uh, I have to do my whites. Like, oh, move. Um, but, uh, Burning serious calories for yeah, the weekend. Though. Yeah, and sure drinking the hard seltzer. It was so low calories. It was fine, like, you know. I had my calorie deficit the whole way, but um, yeah, no, I, I, a lot of people were kind of a bit anxious. Um, some people were a bit overwhelmed. All right, some of the, our camping crew were a bit kind of like mm. nearly getting a bit angsty being in the crowds. I didn't give a shit. I was just like, woo! Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. All my crew were fully vaccinated. 
we had to do, we did, we didn't have to do a test going in, but we did a test before it anyway, just to say we didn't have COVID and yeah, it's grand. Wow. So there was points set up that you could, but that was totally voluntary. It was up to the person themselves to go in and do it. Is it? So the whole, the whole thing was um, you either had to be fully vaccinated, have a lateral flow test or PCR test done, or have had COVID in the last few weeks to be left in. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. we were fully vaccinated, but I got the tests posted over to us in Ireland and we did them the night before just because I wanted to be sure I didn't have it going in. Uh, but they also had yeah. a station if you wanted to do before you went in. Um, it was pre- it was pretty lax once you got there, though. It was just show them it and they weren't really looking at it too much. And they're just like, yeah, go on in. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, ha- I have I've seen in the forums, all right, a few people have gotten COVID, but... Um, I just got a PCR test yeah. on there yesterday and I'm okay. I not have it. Okay. But, uh, Steve, did, were you that anxious as well or was it more exciting for you or anxiousness? That It was, a, it was definitely a bit about like when you're in like the Sophie tent and it started to fill up a lot. Like we actually moved to the back just because like, uh, you know, it was just different, you know, it's just, you're not used to it and you're used to like having to social distance. And all yeah, that. of course. I mean, fuck it. It's a natural reaction now at this stage, which is a pity. Like, you but, have to recalibrate yeah, your mind again, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. which exactly. is completely understandable. I think it was yeah. kind of weird just even landing in the UK and like masks aren't mandatory. Um, I thought that was a bit weird, yeah. like going into shops and not everybody had one on. Um, that was. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't yeah, know no, that. Well, like over there, it's like, I was over in Liverpool seeing the missus the other week and she was like in a shop the day before and people were giving her shit for wearing a mask. Like, so it's like beyond like not mandatory. It's now people are being like, what are you wearing a mask for? You fucking idiot. <laughs> what? Yeah. To waste your breath on giving out about something so fucking on that doesn't make a difference to your own life. If someone wants to wear be a like mask. like going to Japan and seeing people wearing masks being like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. But it's not at this stage. It's nearly like giving out to someone about the fucking color of their hair. Like it's literally not going to make shit of a fucking difference to your life if someone does wear a mask. Do you know what I mean? It's I like, know, but like we're just fucking conditioned into it now at this stage, which is a bit scary. Yeah, we are conditioned to wearing it, but I'm saying over in the UK, if someone is wearing a mask, if someone's almost looking at them weird or anything, it's like. Yeah, this, this 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 is going to be that whole dynamic now in Ireland in a few fucking months' time as well. That's man, I'll I will wear a mask know. for whatever the fuck you need me to wear a mask for. At the end of the day, wearing a mask is not the biggest fucking deal in the entire not, world. Yeah. It's really not. It's like if we mm. can start actually moving forward. I'll, I'll wear a fucking mask on my nipples at the same time. I don't give a uh, shit. I've already like, seen that picture, Evan. Yeah, you're damn right. It yeah. looked good, too. <laughs> <laughs> I brought up a lot of things that. I didn't think about before. Yeah. <laughs> the number one downloaded photo on Pornhub, for fuck's sake. Like. But, Stop. We, but, all, uh, we all have our own CVs, guys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the one thing, though, the masks definitely make festival toilets a lot more bearable. Yeah. They're good for some things. <laughs> oh, they were pretty bad like this that. year. That's good. They were pretty yeah. bad. Very little of them apparently as well, did they? Yeah. Oh, the worst thing was because we were in the artist campsite and we thought it'd be nice and quiet and everything, but we were actually right beside the other side of the fence was the big slurry container where they put all Store the shit the that they've taken from everywhere else. It's like every hour or two, 
it would come by and it would just fucking stink. So you'd have to, cr- if you're there, <laughs> just crawl into your tent, zip it up, mask on. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and <laughs> What's, What time is that, Steve? It was constant. All the time. All the time. Like (laughs) in the middle of the night as well, like four o'clock, and there'd just be like a sound of a tractor pumping slurry into this big container. Jesus. It's hard enough to sleep in a tent, but I barely slept a fucking wink. (laughs) You should have drank more, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you had COVID, you wouldn't smell anything. Yeah, true. They had that. And all your gear then was stored in in the car van. In the lockup, I'd say, was it? No, where were, just, where was your gear stored? Just left it in the car. A uh, bit okay. apprehensive, but I said it was constantly surveilled. And then Matt told me, but I don't know if it's making me calm down, that nothing is no car has ever been broken into a bloodstock. And I was like, I don't know how you get that information, but I'll just leave it. Yeah, it's fine. Mm. But yeah, it's it yeah, it's just other things that people wouldn't know about, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we were, I suppose, about the gear. Like, we, we were able to drive back, you know, before our set. And the New Blood crew there, like, it's amazing. Like the first time we had, you know, roadie like people where they just picked everything up and did it and I never want to lift my own gear again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so different with drums because if like if someone puts something like slightly different to me, I'm goosed, do you know? But if someone wants to bring it on stage and I'll set it up, that's fucking that's no problem. I wish I just I'd done Symbol stand set up, and I said, yeah, You just bring up, your, yeah. your double kick and you sit down, and we will bring everything else over for you. Oh, so it's fucking perfect. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Bands of the weekend, lads. Stand out bands. Yeah, do you want to go? That, that weren't Irish? Yeah, because for me, it was the Irish bands. But... No, it doesn't matter. In, doesn't honestly, matter. in general, yeah. Honestly, in general, like, yeah. genuinely, you know, Grace Dag, Elder Druid stood out to me, obviously. Um, Baylor were excellent. I really enjoyed them. All of all of the Irish bands were. Um, other bands, there was um, like Devon Townsend was really really good. I didn't stay for all of his set. I'm not the biggest Devon Townsend fan, but Jesus, you, you can't take anything away from him. He's an unbelievable headliner. He's a great great choice. Mm. Um, what else did I see? Green Long were class. They were so good. I saw a lot of videos. They of them. are yeah. unbelievable. Um, I'd highly recommend to check them out. Um, was Bloodshot Dawn? Oh, I've seen Conjurer actually, um, who were playing in Fred's recently, and they're on main stage at Bloodstock now. Um, but they were really good, but their sound, the, the vocals were completely off the sound, which was a bit disappointing for them. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I, I, I didn't see one band where. I was like, oh God, they're crap. Like, you know, every band yeah. just gave it their everything and were really, really solid. Did you see Judas Priest? Yeah, I caught a bit of Judas. I caught most Judas Priest, actually. Yeah, Rob Halford was really, really he's got this big bushy beard now. Um, yeah, I saw that. He looks fucking unreal. Yeah, and they're, they always give a great performance. Like, you know, they were, they were fantastic. Yeah. Um, I didn't see Crater. Who was the Crater? Did you see them? I didn't see them, but everyone who did see them was raving about them, said they were fantastic. Right. Um, so I missed them. But who was the other headliner? Um, Creator. Judas Priest. And oh, were they? Oh, yeah. Jesus! I didn't know they were the headliner. Wow. Yeah. Okay. See, they, 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 um, everything had to be changed because of COVID, and they announced next year's headliners and stuff as well, which is cool. I saw that. Yeah. What about? Um, uh, did you check out Therapy? No. Or Orange Goblin? Or I anything? I did see Orange Goblin actually. Orange Goblin were great, but they they changed their set time, so I only got to see like just over half their set. I wanted to see all of them, um, which was a bit sickening. Um, 
therapy I missed, but a lot of people I know like left because they were being really um, lame halfway through their set and were like, let's take a minute pause and think about COVID and why we're here today. Oh, sucker. Oh, fucking fat something one. Like, they didn't. Some, they didn't. Some, nah, fuck they, that. They did, something oh, no. along, the... they did something along those lines anyway. Like, let's pause and take a minute and think about it. Everybody no. was like, no. <laughs> Um, no, fuck. That's probably one of the. If that's what happened, if you're if you're playing a festival that everyone's escaping COVID and you want to take a minute out of your or thirty seconds or even take that any time out of your set to do a fucking minute silence for a thing that's destroyed that so many all, people's lives. That we've already been waiting for music stupid, for like, so long for because yeah. of this. I don't off. I love therapy, but that's that, fucking uh, that stupid. Like, oh, and the crawling stopped, had. So Is that stupid? That is fucking <laughs> stupid. Like I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I want to give a that... shout out also to Steve Dempsey of um, Down the Barrel yeah. Photography. Man, he took some great unreal pictures stuff. Of yeah. Yeah, I'm on a creator and of yourselves as well, Steve. Yeah. And Curry um, of exposing the shadows. Is yeah. that, um, she'd be Andy's girlfriend, wife. I'm not sure. She's fantastic. She's actually the crawling as well. Had Pyro, and everybody was talking about the crawling. Oh, I they saw look that. so fucking good. With everyone, the Pyro, was talking, man. everyone was talking about the crawling. Um, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, I think every Irish band that kind of got to play, there was this like. Like everyone had some kind of post after it, but you like you really, really kind of like it's one thing for like yeah, every other band, but me. like obviously the Irish bands are going to hit a little different. That yeah. every single one of them, when they put up something like whether it's like that, it, it was always like none of them played to nobody. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of these festivals, Evan's gone on mute. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> on. Oh no, <laughs> you didn't do that on purpose, Richie, did you? I might have. <laughs> Your point. I think Joe's in control win. of the volume, actually. No. But um. <laughs> is it back now? Yep. It is. Yeah. Crawling. Oh, everyone else is frozen. You're fine. Oh no, we're all good. We're all good. We're all good. Um. Yeah. Some standout ones. What else? But yeah, I was I was in Green Lung as well. I didn't know they had a keyboardist, and I know you talked about that earlier. I I really hate those bands where you can hear the keyboards like power metal bands when you just have it like in the background pushing those big riffs like green lung do amazing yep um was he on a rotating thing <laughs> like that band that me and jack <laughs> what the fuck oh. was that band again oh it wasn't it wasn't no it wasn't well yeah that's who it was yeah because <laughs> we talked yeah. about in the podcast and then i had to go I and find remember, that video again Sonata, Sonata arctica where the guy has the key tar you're yeah. Oh, that's them. Yeah. I think that I, that's so lame that it comes back around to being cool again. Like, you know. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, most of the bands Danielle said great. Like we hung around on the Friday before because we were playing the Saturday just a new blood stage just to see what the setup was going here and there. You know, just get a feel for it. Uh, Conan, another one of my top bands, absolutely amazing. Um, Dog tired too. Those ads. Ah, Unreal, let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the Scottish yeah. bands for a minute, man. Um, King Witch, Dog Tired. Ah, oh. yeah. And you discovered another band, Steve, as well. Yeah. You taught me earlier. What Nassau, was it called? Yeah, they're Nassau, camping opposite us, and we were Nassau. backstage when they were doing their set. We just caught the end of it, but very, very big sound and very cool. And it's 
Sounds familiar. Uh, we miss King Rich and the crawling on the Thursday because we only arrived that night. But uh, we're talking to King Rich people, mm-hmm. super sound la- lads and ladies. Um, and dog tired lads are just sound out. Their drummer, Keith, when we were se- setting up, like we could see, we, so we brought a yellow t shirt as one of our ones to sell in Bloodstock. We thought, no one else is going to have a yellow t shirt with a black print on it. So we're just going to bring that. And uh, he did, said the exact same thing. So yeah, fucking don't have one of those. I get one of those. It's nice to see, like before you even play, a few people with your t-shirts yeah. supporting you. There's yeah, definitely a connection with Scotland and oh, Ireland. Like, yeah. Didn't oh, 100. Wasn't the guitarist in Dog Tired? Wasn't he playing with Razor yeah. Sharp, Death Blizzard yes. for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was big big old building them, was it? Luke. Yeah. Yeah, Luke was playing with uh, Razor Sharp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We played with them yeah. when he was playing with them, right? Mm. I think I came across Green Lung because I'm nearly sure they're fucking doing a tour with Dog Third and yeah, they're they're another band, man. I'm gonna get on the show because they yeah, they're top dudes and they're fast. Um, yeah, I was thinking I missed Dog Third, but I was actually chatting to Baylor at the time, so that's why I missed Dog Third. Um, Pure professional, Daniel. Fair play to you, man. The sacrifices <laughs> you did over this weekend. Yeah. They will be honoured tomorrow on my promo. Mm-hmm. You, you will understand when you say it. <laughs> Fair play to you, Danielle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, you yeah, could I'm have just, just gotten shit-faced. Uh, well, I, did, I did that as well, but it's that new things. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you haven't heard it a yet. A woman of many talents. I don't mm. need to. Fair play to you. like. And Joe, you've been busy as well, man. You've been uh, releasing a new single, which I love, actually. Oh, cheers very much. Yeah, it's fucking vicious, so it is. Yeah, EP is sick. Album yeah. leftovers. It's like delicious pizza that you find the next day. Yum. So yeah, we just we had a couple of tunes that uh were left over from the last album session. So we kind of rejigged the lyrics and sort of uh just did it like with a couple of uh Japanese bonus tracks on it. But like yeah, people seem to like it and it's nice to have sort of something give the band a bit of a bump on Spotify and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, definitely, yeah. man. Yeah. So like it definitely helps sort of getting getting the band out there and stuff. So um yeah, apart from that, not an awful lot, man. Like we're writing demos and stuff like that for next album and helping some local bands out recording their demos and stuff like that, trying to Really help out the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give a shout out who you who you were helping with, like uh, Small Talk. They're like an all girl punk band from Uri and Nice. Um, producing their demo, and my mate has got like a Danzig type band called um, what the f- uh, Devilsome. So um, I'm playing guitar and producing on that. So I'm gonna have some tunes out at Halloween. So Ooh. I'll get them on. Nice. Or, Man, we'll you put know a what demo I mean? Just in and you can destroy throw, it. Throw a track or away, you know, no problem at all, dude. Yeah. But, um, yeah, apart from that, what's going on uh, with Worn Out, Ev? I see you have a gig in uh, November coming up. We do indeed. Um, the only way to describe what's going on with Worn Out is we have so much shit. So little toilet roll. Yeah, we're like there. <laughs> that that's pretty much it. It'll all we have. <laughs> we 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 have a fuck ton of stuff, but it'll all come out when it's the right time. When it's good and ready, it's frustrating as fuck and sometimes pulling your hair out, but the future is coming. Do you know what I mean? That's like, but yeah, mm-hmm. we have um, the thing announced that we have is the 11th of November in Belfast. <sighs> so 
Yeah, and coming up for that, I, like what I ideally like to do is like maybe do three legs of that tour, maybe. So if it's there's a Belfast, there's somewhere in the middle, and then Cork <laughs> be great. Yeah, just but need the, the arts to open up here a bit, I suppose. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what any like I. I'm not, 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 not going to leak anything. I don't, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. I no, I won't. If you can, there, Evan. Go no, we're playing so in this is, um, the this very is... next day. I'll say it now. Fuck it. We're playing in the Isle of Man, and wow. the oh. day after, we're playing in Jamaica. Wow, amazing. Mm. Joe, you organised Jamaica one. Uh, Daniel, what do you mean organised? It's already no done. Hassle. No um, hassle. No hassle. Yeah, not a bother. Isle of Man. Steve, you're on board, Judy. You're on uh, the boat. Well, I'm just waiting oh, for the invite to support. support. And we can only listen to the boat <laughs> listened up and back. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we, we have a shit ton of stuff. Um, stuff is happening. It's just very irritating when you're doing everything behind the scenes because there's no point in this. Uh-huh. Like, it's like we'll go dead silent until we need to because we don't want to just. Do you think that works though? Like, do you think. Like if you're a fan of a band, would you like would you rather see them posting a picture of like their drummer once a week? That's it. We're kinda like Or like just not hearing anything for eight months. Like I think you're better yeah. at least mm-hmm. fucking letting them know that you're a band. Yeah, but look, I mean look yeah. this band I know uh Holy Grail, they're like a power metal band from LA or whatever. Like they've been broken up for donkeys, but there's no mention of that on any of their Facebook pages mm-hmm. or anything, like you know. It's like, like bands like Baylor, Dog Tired, Greystag all use Bloodstock to release and get the momentum going into that festival. Words that burn as well. Yeah. Um, so it works. You as a fan, yeah. you're waiting for that new song on the set. Yeah. I can't imagine not playing it mm-hmm. if you release it. Totally. And like, like Richie, you being like a metal church fan, you know, whenever your man Mike Howe came back, like that was probably, you know, the most oh. you know like exciting thing about it was that they were making new new music and you know doing yeah, that I mean stuff, look so. I, I tell you straight up I fucking absolutely love Thunder Over London I was just kind of going holy shit this is class I know someone was like oh yeah it was way better than some of the songs in the last, last album and we purposely left it off the album because we we're like oh that's way too shit to go on the record it's but far so. from it man <laughs> yeah but you know what it's like it's like if you have like a whole bunch of fast tunes then you're going to be like the last thing we need is another fast tune like so it's like you're better off uh, diversifying, says us. <laughs> the psychology of it, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Picking a track list for an album guest. or an EP can start so many arguments. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting it. I think next one's going to be album, but it's. Well, this is it. It's a, yeah, to uh, pick see. the album stuff. It's fun for us because you get more room to do more stuff. Oh, cat's knocking the fucking camera now. Uh, yeah, fair play, but, uh, Yeah. EPs are well, we were struggling to always get music out for our first two, and the album is nice because we can sit down, do stuff, and now I suppose at some stage we'll figure out what's going on or not once we get them all demoed. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it is going to be an album release, Steve. Yeah? Can you confirm? Yeah, I'll confirm that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> the metal cell is where it's at when it comes yeah. to Grey Stag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, let's go back to the adversary. When's that coming out? Uh, 27th. 27th, okay. Yep. Which is probably when this episode is coming out as well. So that's a nice... Uh, that means that same day, Baylor have a new tune that day. And wow. um, I think Turnstile's album is out the same day or the day before. So fucking knee deep in tunes. 
Yeah, screw it to hear, man. And that, potentially that word's the burn one, I think, is coming out the 24th, if I'm not mistaken. The one that we Another new track, is it? The one that we played earlier. Oh, no, that's out already, I think. Jesus, uh, well it's, out. it's out on YouTube. Out, I think yeah. it's been released digitally, you know, off across Spotify and stuff. Ah, okay. That's, cool. Okay. That's one way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to thank you all for coming on the show um, support Irish metal by merchandising. Uh, Grey Stag have a new single out on Steve. What is it? 20? 27th. 27th, yeah. And it's called The Adversary. It's one of your best tracks yet. Uh, big shout out to Aiden Cunningham as well for doing a fucking super job. Thanks, everybody. Hit subscribe and see you again soon. Don't forget to smash that like button. It's the Saturday here at Bloodsack, and I'm here with Grey Stag, Riff, and Meme Lords. How are you getting on, lads? Not too bad. Very good. Very I thank you well. How are you feeling after that? We are feeling it's in, indescribable. It is just so good to do this after so long. Really is. I, I actually can't describe it. Feel fantastic to be honest. Uh, it's one of those natural highs, I suppose. <laughs> it uh, it feels like something we've been working towards for ever since we were told it was going to happen, and it happened, and it happened as we wanted it to. We've, we're just so happy to get on that stage and actually. You had a great, you had a great crowd as well, like, and it was great reaction. It was unreal. I everyone knows as well that I'm a massive Grey Stag fan. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I was blown away by the crowd, to be honest. I mean, that that's out of our hands when it comes to like who's on the main stage. I think we got lucky there, but uh, I, I was still I was absolutely blown away because I know just after us, uh, Cradle of Filth had started. So like, uh, I, I I would totally understand if everyone shifted off and migrated over to Cradle of Filth, who like I would have loved to see. But obviously, we were we were loading out at that time. Um, but yeah, like the, the crowd we had was just so, so nice, so humbling. And like even to see, I noticed two, maybe three people wearing our t-shirts already before we played. And hopefully there'll be more afterwards. They'll think I'll buy a bit of Grey Stag merch, that bright yellow t-shirt we have. Yeah, I've seen a few all around. Speaking of that, yeah, that's exactly it. So like I, I spotted people in the crowd, like I've never talked to uh, the dog tired boys except for Luke. And to see the their drummer wearing a Grey Stag t-shirt in the <laughs> yeah, crowd, yeah, and I was yeah. like... This, you know, this is like worlds colliding, but worlds that are in my head and don't exist in the in the real world. Like these are boys that I I absolutely love, and to see, I just just to see that given back to us is, is unbelievable. It felt very natural as well because um, I thought there'd be a lot more nerves from just obviously 18 months of not really playing and stuff and all that crack. And then I was going like, oh shit, 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 but it was it literally just went, you know, like it went naturally and it, it flowed nicely and everything just you know fell into place, thankfully. Actually, one thing I noticed from the crowd was a lot of people were like, how are three men making that hefty sound? Genuinely, people were like, there's, there's only three of them. Oh, well, <laughs> of course, it's all mimed. You know oh. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking names on reason. I don't know, it's a weird one. I don't know if it's just because, well, like, we, we craft it in a way that it's supposed to sound good. We played music that we want and, you know, it's what we want to hear, but I think... We just complement each other well. Sometimes more guitarists can be worse. That's what I keep saying, that we don't need another one, no matter how much you insist. Yeah, okay. I mean, we could have a different one, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, like, uh, yeah, when we the first song started, we had it all, like, we pre-produced it to, like, absolute shit. And we went out, we do the first drone and let it all ring out. And then Matt does his introduction and straight in, no kissing. <laughs> our, our song Skyburner. Gat does his heavy roll and then do 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 and just 
it was once that started I just felt myself like lift up yeah. it's uh it was amazing Really a lot of your songs are like that, like Straight Ain't No Kiss, and it's literally what I've written down here on your new tune. <laughs> <laughs> Straight Ain't No Kiss, that the guide. How did it feel to debut the new tune, actually? Uh, it's, it's. I mean, that's the first time we've played it in front of, 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 of human people. Like, we've been playing it in a practice room for so long, and, and obviously we've been working on it for a very long time. And it's, it's definitely the track that we've worked on the minutiae of more than anything else we've done because we've had a year and a half of not being able to do anything else and then we submitted the demo version of that to uh, Metal Cell Uh, that was geez when was that back October or something November last year and um, we we literally because we've been working at home like doing it all online giving uh, sending over tracks and single you know single tracks and whatever uh, we've just had the time to like pick it out whereas in a practice room I suppose you do get a feel of it but when you're doing it so individually you do notice all the little bits and we are kind of trying a bit harder we certainly, <laughs> we certainly tested the will um, with the pandemic and stuff as well because it's sort of a, it'd make you a break here, I suppose in a sense for especially for the music industry as well so it was like um, just keeping at it and stuff like that which is, was key you know and thankfully it, uh, it blossomed tonight and you know everything went well yeah, it must have been strange, like it's a complete different process doing, like, recording a song during the pandemic, like. Yeah, for definite. I mean, we had to adapt. Uh, like, I thankfully have a pretty solid knowledge of uh, music tech, and so I, I was able to work out so, so that we recorded our parts, uh, guitars and uh, the drums are all programmed, because obviously we're, we're working over the internet, um, and going back and forth to really nail down the individual parts in that track, but it really did it wasn't a track that we played in a room until when, when was it uh, may this year um april may yeah. so we got the email from oran saying what was going to happen with the irish metal to the masses that simon was going to pick from whoever got into the semi-finals from 2020 so i think there was like two or three heats maybe so there's a list of i think eight ten bands something like that yeah i, I, think, it was, uh, t- I think it was 10 10 11 yeah and like I, I hadn't played guitar for like nearly a month because I was in the process of moving house as well. And then once that came in, it's like, Jesus Christ, we have to do it again. It definitely, lit, yeah, it definitely lit a fire under and my it, arse as well. Like I was, go, I was going like, oh shit, I better pick these sticks up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we just, we really did. Once that came in, we just hit the ground running again with it because we had the songs. You know, we were all pre-producing them at our own leisure whenever we could record them. And then we're like, okay, we need to do it. And it's so it feels so weird because we nearly done like a whole year's worth in a few months then. So we, got to get that recorded we had to practice it luckily we got the live stream at um, Cypress Avenue part of Monolith really thanks to Con for that it was amazing and yeah here we are now oh yeah and that single has been released the 27th of August Deadly and the artwork is deadly yeah Kieran Coughlin we picked up the we was dropped by Heck Press on the way here such an amazing printer and we have our adversary merch in the car waiting to be brought back once it's home he posted out to everyone. Thanks, like the pre-order went amazing. We Available so for a nominal fee. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, lads, you're, you're unreal for getting all Irish artists. Like um, you've got Marie McGuinness, Kelvin, Colin. You've the whole lot. Are you going to kind of keep going with the Irish boys or kind of watch the playing? I think like we. I was joking with the dog tired lads earlier that like we do it for the merch, you know. But like, <laughs> but like it. It's. I don't know, more so like these days where CDs and, and vinyl isn't, um, I mean, well now it's actually, it's vinyl's growing and everything, but where 
streaming and everything is, is getting more important. I love the fact that you can physically hold up a t-shirt and say, oh, like because of the music we made, we have this t-shirt and, and the quality of, because we get Heck Press uh, printed, uh, Sarah Fielding uh, prints them in Wales and it's so phenomenal. It feels like we, we have a tangible result, even though it's it's not a musical thing, you can't listen to it, but I just look at them and I go, I want to wear this, it's, it's, it's nice. And the, like getting Irish artists to do it feels like, even though, we're, we're not a professional band we can't make professional level money from it but we can pay artists a professional commission to produce this for us so we're contributing and it, it feels like we're actually a, a part like that's the thing that makes us feel like we're part of a scene in Ireland because those artists are producing professional fantastic work and then we come out with a t-shirt that we say wow like this you know this is us this is the embodiment in a physical realm of, of Grey Stag and it's class that you have like merch for songs, like you know, oh well, and 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 all of the Irish artists like are well able to pick up on each of the tunes as well and put their own stamp on it, which is absolutely class. Well, I I loved yeah because when we were working with uh, Kieran, uh, so Obsidian Imagery, um, and Kieran is the the guitarist and vocalist with uh, Carosa. But like when we were talking to him about what the inspiration behind that uh, track was and like what we were picturing writing the lyrics and writing the riffs, he just talked to it so well. And uh, he, he presented an image that we hadn't pictured that was exactly what we had pictured. You Shout know? out to Kieran, by the way, good man. Yeah, uh, just, just absolutely fantastic. Like, it's the same at all. Like, even I remember we were actually, it was our first gig in Belfast that we were playing and Colin sent us the artwork yeah. for the boats because we just gave we, we kind of like to let them have free reign because we trust these people as well like when we send Colin all the lyrics we give him a kind of idea of what it is and send him the songs and yeah the boats was just amazing as well like that's I, I loved it when he seen it we were just like Jesus Christ that's amazing but they're all like giving them you know not that they need the platform our platform but you know it's all kind of intermingling you know and everyone helps each other and if we can pay them to do what they should do and more people to see it and that's brilliant like that's what yeah and, and they're all so suited all of the tunes as well like every single one of them just got the message and are on board with the stag and it's amazing to see but uh what's your what's your plans going forward now lads what's coming up next releasing a single <laughs> 27th of august 27th of august <laughs> yeah we have that and we have another one recorded it's the the third song that we played, uh, Steadfast Leviathan it's called. We have that in the bank. So we went to Mick Richards, a track mix, who's just amazing. We love working with him. And um, he, we recorded two songs of him. So one, The Adversary, which is coming out in 27th. Mix and Master by Aidan Cunningham as well. We didn't mention that yet. And that, yeah. like, the Mix and Master sounds, Jesus Christ, it's amazing. The combination like, of the both. Jesus, yeah. it's just uh, uh, as it's Matt has said loads of time, we have no right sounding that good. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, Aiden made it work. But then we the other song, Steadfast. We'll do something with it. And I keep saying we'll do a video with it in November. Matt keeps telling me to be quiet because we we have a lot of things to do. But I am dedicated to doing a video for that one, and that will hopefully because we don't, you know, back in Ireland, we don't know when things are going to open yeah. up. So yeah. we want to have some momentum and stuff going forward to do that. Yeah. So that is the plan. Well, look, lads, Matt, Gat, and Steve, thank you so much. It was amazing talking to you, and uh, we'll hopefully hear from the stag very soon. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me.